0: All right, everyone. Hope you brought your geek because it's time to get it on.
1: Aloha, triathletes. Welcome to another edition of Get Your Geek On, the podcast designed to get you all geeked up about the sport of triathlon, whether you're an Ironman veteran or just thinking about your first sprint triathlon.
0: That's right, so if you're willing to sacrifice for something that's greater than you, you've come to the right place.
1: I am the Iron Kahuna, podcasting from Tri-Geek Dreams Labs in the OC, Orange County, California.
0: And this is Iron Will, coming to you from just outside the Windy City, from the Through the Wall World headquarters.
1: Good morning, Will. (laughs)
0: Good morning, sniffly kahuna. You have a cold,
1: I got a little cold. You're going to get my sexy uh, Debbie Moore voice today. (laughs) Uh,
0: Shouldn't that be your sexy Bruce Willis voice?
1: Uh, yeah
0: (laughs) Yeah. No more night, no more day cool for you today Oh
1: my god (laughs) Day cool, that's no fun, it's gonna be the night cool
0: Oh, oh, that's the potent that's right Um, Green green death flavor
1: You're coming out here pretty soon
0: I am, I am (laughs) When when
1: are you uh, you leaving?
0: Friday morning at like, my plane takes off at 6am
1: Whoa
0: I know
1: there's a lot of plane crashes in the winter time. Oh, what's wrong right with you? <laughs> <laughs> you suck. Will uh, is a uh, Will's a little anxious about flying.
0: Yeah, I which I don't love it. Yeah, <laughs>
1: it's all about control. You, once that door shuts, you have no control.
0: Oh, it's like the air. I don't know what it is. It's like the air. I feel it's I, the little the little blower thingy. Uh huh. It. Uh-huh. And it's like I have the reverse like effect in my head and I think they're sucking air out When I know there's blowing air in and it's just pressurization. and I know but it's just I don't know I just I totally hate flying and I hate the whole claustrophobia being smushed in there and you can't you know get out because these people are all on top of you and you're just like oh it's too bad you're not
1: um, a drinker because you because that solves a lot of the, these um, problems. Oh,
0: I'm telling you what, I might start. <laughs> it's, like, it's like Sunday, and I'm already kind of, I don't know, I'm already kind of... out. We'll yeah, be, and it's, it's just, ahead. and it's like affecting all my, I have like, all everything else is anxiety-laced, because, and I'm sure it's because I'm just like, oh.
1: Will it be your first time in, um to California?
0: Yeah, first time seeing the ocean. Oh, God, and that's another thing, flying over the ocean. Oh.
1: <laughs> you don't really fly over the ocean.
0: No, Stu. Somebody, Steve was telling me that you're gonna be able to see the ocean from you, the airplane, and I'm like, okay, know. that must mean you gotta fly over it. But I don't know. Sure are, are you flying this?
1: you can fly in San Diego. Yeah. Uh, it's a weird thing. You go, you go like right through. <laughs> I shouldn't tell you this, but you go, you go right through like the buildings of downtown. It's a very funky uh, 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 thing. But It's very cool. You'll like it. And hopefully,
0: you fly, you fly in the buildings. You're trying to tell me.
1: Not in the buildings, but right I know. Right. Well I bet through. I mean like there's like a corridor through the buildings. That was a bad phrase.
0: A corridor through the let's say you have like buildings on either side of you?
1: Well not 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 exactly, but Is know, it like like Spider Man perspective? It's, it's like you fly over downtown. Yeah, it's really weird. Um
0: like so skyscrapers are all right, suiting up in the yeah, sky?
1: Yeah, they're not like they're right not there? level with you, but they're pretty dang close. It
0: will be so all good. So there's like a wing could it's Can Like, <laughs> clip it, kind of? <laughs> is it what you're trying to tell me?
1: I think if the pilot, like, sneezes and gets off a little bit, you're, you'd be pretty much Oh, well, No, don't worry. It'll <laughs> be, be over quickly.
0: Uh, well, you know what, though? At least I, I just have to fly from um, my hometown to Chicago proper, and then from Chicago to San Diego, Stu, simply Stu, is going to be on the same flight. So uh. hopefully, hopefully with his ever-charming self, he'll be able to... An eagle (laughs) switching seats with whoever is sitting next to me, so he can sit next to me and make sure I don't freak. Oh, that's sweet. That'll be cool.
1: That's good. And um, and so, what are you gonna do out here? What are you gonna do out here?
0: Um, holy cow, this is gonna be craziness. Um, It is. I have it on pretty good authority, though. Of course, nothing is definite. That we are going to be riding. on Saturday with the 3 World Champions um uh Floyd Landis and Michele Jones and uh Mad Mel McQuaid So uh-huh. don't don't know how much uh road I'll be actually sharing with them in their Justice League selves but <laughs> um it'll be cool to just meet them so I'm excited and uh and uh, we will see we'll see how it goes. So uh and we're going to Go out and um, also meet with some of the top Tri magazine editors, and um, Outside magazine will be doing a story on us, so that's going to be cool. And um, I, I gotta tell you, though, th- as, as awesome as all this is, I'm I'm just really excited to be able to get to ride with my teammates out there and um, see the ocean. If I can do those two things, it'll be a successful weekend.
1: And you'll get your um, you get your bike out there, right?
0: Yeah, we it's already as a matter of fact it's probably um it's gonna probably be there before I will. Uh they've shipped it already from Colorado Multisport and those guys are awesome. They just uh were meticulous in getting it all put together and so the zip six oh sixes and everything is all like hooked that up and um, power taps on it and it's just it's ready to go. It's out there waiting for me or if it's not yet there it soon will be. And wow. uh so yeah, Simply Stew and um Michelle, rural, rural girl. I can't say a rural, it's like Hard to say that word. Um and uh well, what I what is will it rural? <laughs> you just want me to mess it up again. Rural girl. <laughs> um we're all gonna pick up our bikes out there, so that'll be the first time we're riding it. So you, you um, don't
1: have a name for your bike yet, do you?
0: I'm gonna wait and and ride it. I made the mistake of uh naming Apollo um the very first time I rode that bike and right. uh wound up calling it something incredibly ridiculously you know, inaccurate, like Espejo, which means mirror in Spanish, just right. because it showed me, like, all of the work I still had to do. Right, and I was like, right. yeah, that's your name. And then, you know, probably a month or so into it, I was like, what the heck? Why didn't you people tell me that was the stupidest name you've ever heard of in your <laughs> life? <laughs> so I had to change it. Um, yeah, so I'm not going to make that mistake again. I, I think I I think I know what I may call it, just because I know, my, I know I have a direction for my year, and this is probably a name that would be appropriate, but uh, I'm going to make sure. So...
1: We'll see. Wow. And um, yeah. so are you Are you in shape to ride with some world champions?
0: Uh, uh,
2: no, no. Not even
0: remotely. <laughs> <laughs> not even remotely. Um, I haven't ridden since, like, I don't know, since I sold Apollo, which was whew, not too long after Iron Man. And uh, so I've been just walking up my just ridiculous treadmill at 8% incline, and even that hasn't been, you know, too terribly long so i'm gonna really be happy if, <laughs> if i can make the whole three-hour ride we're gonna do oh
1: so you don't so, you don't even have a bike now you don't have one on no uh-uh,
0: oh. no i haven't Ooh. i haven't had one for quite a while so i'm gonna be i've been like running a lot though and, and swimming a lot and doing this eight percent incline aspeninity for a while right. so uh so hopefully uh I, I i so hopefully i'll keep up i think i'll be able to keep up all right so we'll sure see. How it goes. You will. Yeah, I'm gonna I'll have the slips do a five to hang back with me so I don't embarrass myself maybe too much. You know, I
1: might I might before the ride put some tacks on the on the road oh. so uh, <laughs> we'll get some flat tires you can catch up to 'em.
0: That'll oh, that'll well. be good. Thanks. What a pal. <laughs> 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 you got my back. <laughs> Sounds good. Oh
1: my god. I know. Uh, what what did you what did you um, sell Apollo for, if you don't mind me asking?
0: Uh twelve sixty.
1: 1260.
0: What did you pay for it? I paid... What like know, something like nineteen two thousand yeah. something like that right around in there after taxes and all that fun so it was, I was happy with the deal um, and the, and uh, it's funny it's like you know you're giving away puppies or something you want to make sure right. it goes their good home, home and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and I gotta say um, it was it was kind of eerie and I hope she doesn't mind me telling you know who she is and stuff but um, her her I won't give you her first name but her last name is Will do you believe that and i swear to god her last name is will and um we had so much ridiculousness in common it wasn't even funny and uh it was like meant to be so yeah (laughs) definitely definitely interesting and so and she lives um very close by and so um we talked, you know, back and forth on email, and, yeah, just discovered we had a lot in common, and, uh, her last name was Will, and I was just like, get out of here, and, um, we had some other, she actually had raced Wisconsin when I did, and, uh, wound up, um, DNFing, um, as well, because she crashed, um, on the bike, on her bike, on her, and so she couldn't, uh, finish. But, uh, if I'm remembering the story correctly, maybe I dreamt this whole thing, but I think that <laughs> I think that was <laughs> the, one of one of the weird coincidences but uh yeah, so apollo is um is living now in Wisconsin somewhere oh. so he has a good home, wow. Oh, cool. And you know, I, I got to tell you, I got a lot of crap for selling Apollo from people. I got like a lot of email, like, how could you sell the bike that brought you this far? And I'm like, let me tell you something. You guys, this is not cheap. I'm getting like this new bike and everything, but I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, we have to pay for our own way, you know, to all of these different races. We pay our own entry fees. We pay, um, you know, to uh, fly out to all these different places we got to go to. And I'm like, yeah, you know, no pity party for me. I'm not expecting anybody to feel sorry for me or anything but um you know, I just want people to understand that, that we are we are paying out of pocket uh for a lot of things. Um and uh of course we're not complaining because um this is such an awesome package that we have with Race athlete. But at the same time, you know, I understand guys that uh I can't I couldn't afford to have, you know
1: You can you can't have a quiver full of bikes. Yeah.
0: So I mean I had to like buy airplane tickets and stuff like that, so um I wish he could have kept Apollo, but uh, out of necessity, he had to sell him. So, yeah. Wouldn't have wanted to have two studs in my garage anyway. I'm a one-stud kind of girl. (laughs) Whoa,
1: whoa. Good. Well, um, I have nothing to report on train. I I have not really gotten into the season.
0: (laughs) Did you get your new helmet, though? Yeah, I got my new helmet. Yeah, that's right. I got
1: my new helmet, went for a ride that day my my son got my other helmet stolen. Um <laughs> I outfitted my uh my first bike that I got, um that I never got around to selling, um, with a rack on the back, so I'm gonna um mm. have that be a, like a commuter bike. It's been believe it or not, it's been very chilly in, in uh in oh. Southern California. It's I have it's,
0: first I gotta tell you I have no pity for you. It was like seven degrees here this morning. Seven, a single digit, that uh-huh. would be after six, before eight, seven, kind yeah. of cold. Well, <laughs> what, what were you, 70, 65?
1: 67. 67. Yeah. <laughs> None of any kind. No, it actually snowed in, uh, snowed in Malibu out here. Um, hmm. Hey, that's where Barbie's from. That's, uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the pity laughing.
1: That
0: was great. Oh, my great. God. <laughs>
1: I just like, I like to, actually, I like to hear you try to complain about uh, being a, ra- a team race athlete, how hard it is to have to
0: play. Hey, I told you, I'm like, <laughs> I, I expect no kind of pity. People are out there going, yeah, well, i to yeah, pay my I way know. to ride
3: with. <laughs>
0: They're like, yeah, we're we're feeling really sorry for you. Yeah. We, um, <laughs> oh, no, I, I totally understand. That's why I keep my mouth shut. But I got to tell you, you know, it wasn't like I was like, oh, let me make some cash, you know. <laughs> Let me go shopping for, you know, whatever.
1: Right, right. All right, well, it's time to go to uh, right here, right now with TriBloomer, the latest on um, what's going on in the Tri world, and uh, both professionally and uh, in the world of Tri bloggers.
0: All right, let's play the
4: tape. Welcome to the Get Your Geek On News Report for episode number 37, your source for news and views on the world of Triopolis and multi sport Two performance records fall this month, and guess what, ladies? The ABC's The Bachelor is a world class triathlete. Uh huh. All this and much more when the news continues, right here, right now. Alrighty then, We've got a lot to cover, so let's get on with the news. On January the 14th in Houston, Ryan Hall toppled one of the most time-honored road race times out there. In the Aramco-Houston Half Marathon, he ran a 59-minute, 43-second clocking, smashing the old record by over 72 seconds. Mark Culp's 21-year-old half marathon record fell on that day, with Hall racing, get this, at a 4-minute, 33-second minute per mile average, also that would be a two minute fifty second minute per kilometer pace. That made him not only the fastest American to run in an American race, but also the fastest North American time ever recorded, plus he was the fastest time ever recorded by somebody not born in Africa. You know, now that cold weather has set upon us here in the Northern Hemisphere, a lot of us uh, find ourselves riding a stationary bike. Let me ask you this. How long can you be on your stationary trainer until it starts driving you a little batty? For me, about an hour and a half, two hours maximum, and then it starts getting tough. But so, how about for you? One hour? Two hours? Three hours? Is that enough? How about five hours? What would it be like for you to be on a bike for five hours, a stationary bike for five hours. Well, don't go crying to a guy named George Hood, who may have just pedaled his way into the Guinness Book of World Records earlier this month. The 49-year-old resident of Aurora, Illinois, get this. This cat gets on a bike on a Wednesday night, and he pedals and pedals and pedals and does not stop pedaling until almost midnight on Saturday. He pedaled for 85 hours, 85. Five friggin' hours this guy pedals on a stationary bike to set the world record with the Guinness Book of World Records. Now, I don't know about you, but, you know, I'm curious when I hear these things because it makes me wonder, well, exactly how does a guy do this? Now, he did it in his health club on a stationary bike, and it makes you wonder, well, what about sleep, what about eating, and what about using a bathroom? Well, the Guinness Book of World Records, so it apparently seems that... They give him five minutes per hour to take a break. So what would he do? Do during his five hour or five minutes, he would take little power naps. But what about the eating? Well, he would eat while pedaling the bike. What about using the bathroom? You'd figure that five minute break, he'd take it, get off the bike, do what he needed to do, get back on the bike. Not George Hood. He had helpers around him, and they made a curtain device. That they would raise up around him to give him some privacy. And then using a bedpan, he would do what he needed to do while continuing to pedal the bike. And then once he was finished and dressed, they would lower the curtain and he would just continue on biking. And another thing I was wondering is that how far did he actually pedal? Well, he spun a little over a thousand miles during his 85-hour trek. And uh, to average about 12 and a half miles per hour during that entire time. So why would a guy do this? He raised a little over $25,000 for a group called COPS, which raises money for slain officers in the state of Illinois. So congratulations to you, George Hood, for uh, raising a lot of money for a very good cause and also breaking the, the world record for stationary biking. Now, in the last episode's news report, you may remember that I mentioned Chris McCormick was uh, going to be receiving the award for the Triathlete of the Year by Competitor Magazine. But I think it's also um, needed to to mention that there are others who are receiving awards uh, by Competitor Magazine in San Diego on February the 3rd. Also receiving awards are McKeeley Jones as Female Triathlete of the Year, as she was the winner of Ironman Hawaii 2006, the Challenge Athlete of the Year goes to Major David Rosell. Now, to know who David Roselle is, or a little bit about him, is that this man in the United States Army, as a captain, was serving in an infantry unit, a frontline infantry unit, in Iraq when his vehicle was struck by a roadside bomb, resulting in the loss of one of his legs from below the knee. He returns to the United States to receive treatment and rehabilitation and instead of retiring, he requests and receives permission to go back to Iraq to a frontline unit and command that unit with his prosthetic leg. When he did return from Iraq, he set a goal of completing an Ironman triathlon. And in 2006, he completed two. He completed Ironman Coeur d'Alene and also the Ironman World Championships in Hawaii with thousands of people cheering him on. It's truly an inspiration to the sport and to the U.S. military. So as a former military officer myself, I say to you, Major Rosell, hoorah! Also receiving an award for the competitor of the year is John Blaze, the ALS warrior poet. And you may remember him also from Iron Man Hawaii 2005, first ALS uh, sufferer to complete an Iron Man. And he has now spurred many others to raise money for awareness, raise money for treatment for ALS. He will also receive an award by Competitor Magazine. And you can read more about these folks and what they're doing and the awards that they're getting at EnduranceSportsAwards.com. And finally, in the news, we have some good news of so some proud new parents. First, Barb Linquist. Now, Barb Lindquist, you may know was um she's an Olympian. She has she has to be considered one of the, arguably the, the most decorated triathletes in the sports history. As an Olympian, she also has the distinction of holding uh, the number 1 ranking in the ITU for the longest period by any athlete for over 2 years. Well on December the 27th, she and her husband uh, Lauren gave birth to uh, twin sons, Bjorn Victor and Zane Thomas, and uh, so congratulations to them. Now, one thing you should know, I raced with Barb Lindquist uh, in Chicago, the Chicago Triathlon, in 2005, and, uh, well, I wouldn't say raced with, she raced, and I happened to be participating in the event at the same time, but she did um, was very nice when I saw her at the expo, and she uh, had her picture made with me, and she autographed a couple of things for me, so congratulations to you, Barb. Also, with the baby announcements, is Hunter Kemper. On January the 3rd, he and his wife, Val, had a, uh, a big, bouncing baby boy um, named Davis Thomas Kemper, and uh, you may know that Hunter is a former Olympian and former number one ranked uh, world triathlete by the ITU as well. So congratulations to both you, Hunter, and to Barb. Fabulous that you have good, healthy sons. And uh, maybe, who knows, maybe in the Olympics 2032, we might have half the men's field right there, too. So congratulations. Way to go, guys. All right, so that does it for the news. Now let's talk about what the buzz is going on. What is it that you all are talking about on the forums and on the blogs, and also what I'm going to call the YouTubification of the sport of triathlon. So let's go on to see what it is you guys are really talking about. As I was searching and I was looking for prevalent stories or common themes, one race kind of stuck out, and that is the P.F. Chang's uh, Rock and Roll Marathon and Half Marathon. Now, when you think about racing in phoenix arizona where this race is held you probably don't think that it's going to be 33 degrees at race time well it was so the racers uh, the marathoners had to deal with the weather and there's one guy who's been blamed for that weather and that is boulder from boulder in boulder.blogspot.com he lives in uh... Colorado, Boulder, Colorado, and he's from Canada. So he goes all the way down to Phoenix, and guess what? Instead of being 50 or maybe 70 at race uh, at race time, it's 30-some-odd degrees. So he's being blamed for t- bringing the weather down with him. And if you want to read some, re- uh, some recounts of the, the race, the race reports, I encourage you to go check out uh, Boulder and Boulder at blogspot.com. And also check out Iron Benny's race report, and especially check out Nitro's race report. And I'll put all the links to their uh, b- blogs on my website. Uh, so that you can check those out, but uh, and there's also lots of other runners and triathletes that did that race. And congratulations uh, to you all for finishing that race, whether you did the half marathon or the full marathon, and uh, raising a lot of money. Many of you did for uh, Team In Training and Leukemia Society. So congratulations on finishing the race and uh, raising a buttload of money for a great charity. Now let's turn to to, to YouTube. Um, the Get Your Geek On New Year's Day Triathlon is now appearing on YouTube. A couple that you want to look at. Go to Trimama.com and look and see what she and Taconite Boy put together um, for that race. Now that one that they filmed was in Minnesota in the ice where they ran around the block after getting a, a call it a glass of courage there in the morning, a bar they had a pint or two. They run around the block. They then get on stationary bikes outside in the cold, and a stationary bike for oh I don't know how long, but they did it. And one of the guys is uh, I hate to do this for to, to you guys, but one of the guys is wearing a thong. While he's doing this stationary bike, you just have to check it out and see for yourself. But be be forewarned. And uh, then they jump into an ice hole, a a hole cut in the ice. So the water is 32 degrees about, and they uh, swim, what, eight feet or so, and jump out of the water, and they've completed the triathlon. So check that one out. There's also a couple of others that were uh, have been posted on YouTube.com, uh, and uh, where they they have their children doing them, and uh, really a nice You just get a kick out of watching uh, watching that. But you think that maybe you know these types of antics of uh, you know a polar bear. Uh, triathlon on New Year's Day or maybe one of these run beer pub crawls is just for say you know the the amateurs or for the the age groupers. Think again. You want to check out the Encinita Tri. The Encinita Tri is a triathlon and beer chugging simultaneously done by some of triathlons notables such as Peter Reed others uh, that are the uh, the tops of the sport and just see what it's like for them when they're trying to do a triathlon and chug some beer along the way. Believe me, it's worth your while. It's hilarious. You'll have fun with that. Now, here's a story for all of you reality TV watchers out there. I think you're all familiar with ABC's The Bachelor. You know, the matchmaking show which uh, one bachelor sifts through a slew of Hopeless romantics. Each week, he sits in a hot tub with a number of beautiful girls sipping champagne, where one potential winner gets a rose, and then the truly hopeless gets the boot. And uh, eventually, he narrows the the women down to two woman, one man season finale, overwrought with romantic posturing. Yeah, that show. Well, in this spring's show, the bachelor is a navy officer, a doctor and a triathlete. Navy Lieutenant Andy Baldwin, 30 years old from Lancaster, Pennsylvania, happens to be the region that I grew up in, but I digress, is the bachelor and he not only being a Navy doctor and also a fundraiser for um, pancreatic cancer research, is also a triathlete that he has completed Ironman distance triathlons, half Ironman distance triathlons, and oodles of Of uh, Olympic distance triathlons with the top five age group finishes. So uh, this apparently this bachelor not only being a doctor and an officer and a gentleman it seems like he's got some triathlon game too. So you may want to check him out. Don't ask me when it's on because I don't know but I'm sure we'll all find out eventually. And as we sit there and we watch the show, as you commit to uh, having your mind kind of numbed on a regular basis uh, on a, by mindless chatter and vague promises of nudity, only to be disappointed in the end when you find out that the whole thing's over and you really didn't care in the first place. But oh, wait a second. That's not reality TV. That's dating. Alrighty then. Well, that does it for the news and for uh, the Blogland Buzz. The links to all the news stories that I've mentioned here and to the websites and to the uh, YouTube sites I'm going to put on my blog. That's at tryboomer.com. Again, tryboomer.com. And remember, if you see multi-sport news happening, email me at tryboomer at comcast.net or leave a comment on my blog, and we'll see if we can uh, get you maybe here on the podcast and follow your story and, uh, and, and highlight it. So, until next time, remember, train smart, train well, and stay tuned.
0: He is totally a natural.
1: He's very good. He's a sort of our um, Mike Wallace on the uh, tri-see. So thank you very much, Tri-Boomer. All right.
0: Thanks, Tri-Boomer.
1: How, how's your clothes, by the way?
0: Um, your, uh, the two-times-you stuff? Uh, yeah. You know what? It's warm. It's uh, it, it's very nice stuff. Yeah. And I'm very excited um, because last year it kind of froze my butt off. <laughs> right. And it's not too bad with the, the, the compression tights they sent us and mm-hmm. uh, the nice jacket that zips up—it's really fitted. There's about eight thousand pockets in there, but they don't stick out all over the place, so it looks like you have eight thousand pockets. Right. So right. every day, every time I wear it, I like discover a new pocket, which is pretty cool. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> um, cool. Yeah, they're just in all these weird places. But uh, so uh, with my luck, though, I'm going to stick something in one of them and forget where the hell it is. No, I. So.
1: L- <laughs> I love the. This sounds so um, metrosexual, but I love the feel of compression tights.
0: Yeah, they're all bouncy. They make you feel bouncy when you run. I had no idea. I've never worn compression tights before, and I went out to run in those just the other day, and i was like, I'm kind of uh, bouncing up and down here. Did so. you run outside? Oh yeah. God, I hate the treadmill. Are you kidding me? No, no. I have to. Everything, even if it's freezing cold, I'd rather run outside than on Really? The oh yeah. I have to. I just, I hate, it's like mind-numbing, I can't stand it. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I'm like, it, the treadmill always says I'm slower than I am. When, <laughs> I make the, when I make the mile cut, I mean, I know what the distance is, and I make the mile cuts, and I look at my stopwatch, and I'm like, okay, there you go. And then I get on the treadmill, and it says I've gone like half a mile less than, you know, my pace, and so I feel like right. a big, you know, slow. So it's, I'm blaming the treadmill. <laughs> you, know <what laughs> it's calibrated. you know
1: what I'm very jealous of is is um, the fact that you're going to be able to train with power taps. Yeah, it seems like I wish they weren't so expensive because seems like that's the uh, the single best thing you can do to improve your bike. And I'm reading I'm reading um, Simply Stu's blog, and he he talks about how he sometimes he's working harder, sometimes he's working um, less hard than than when a heart monitor. But it's it's um, I mean just it's just very uh, you know I don't want to say it's um, uh, objective data on how you're doing. And, oh, yeah, um, very much. I got this great book. Oh, i, I got to tell you. Where was it? So it's like Bike Training for Triathletes, I think is the name of it. Cool. And I've learned more stuff. Like, I didn't know. <laughs> this, this is why <laughs> 1,300 people passed me on the, on the bike. But, um, I didn't know you, like, really should start your down stroke on your pedal, like when you're at the, um, what would it be, the one o'clock position, you know, before you get to the top. It's like you... You start oh. it then, and, and so it—that's it, when you push, right? Yeah, I start really pushing then, and I, you know, I, I had this very short push, and um, and uh, it, it, you know, I, I just have, I don't have very much power, so I, I'm just, just reading this book, I have found a bunch of stuff that I. What? Wow. When
0: read. were you pushing? Like when you went over the?
1: I think I did like right at twelve o'clock, you know, like twelve to.
0: Oh.
1: Five or whatever. Twelve. To uh-huh. Twelve to. Seven, I guess. Uh, wow. So, um, in that, you know, you're not supposed to really pull up, but just, you know, on the on the backstroke, you're just supposed to like um, don't have any weight on it, you know. So, like, I uh-huh. was at times I was trying to like do the full 360 um, pedal stroke, and 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 it just, you know, it's just really hard and tiring because you're like really, I was really yanking up in the back, and I was a mess. But I, I think I'm still going to be a mess because. There's, it's like one of those things that's too much to learn. It's probably like people who are learning to swim, like there's so much Oh yeah. So much things to think about that it just it's just gonna take a lot of time. But I Well you're
0: know. already I mean, I don't think you have as far to go as you think you do. You because know, you 'cause you've kinda held your own pretty well out there.
1: Yeah, well it's uh that's that's something if I could improve my bike and yeah. and I'm gonna learn to pee on my bike 'cause I'm not oh, God. I'm not <laughs> stopping a dozen times <laughs> to pee anymore.
0: I can't do so. it. I cannot. I totally tried, it to because I got to go to Wisconsin. And I was like, there is no way. I do not care. There is no way I'm peeing on my bike. You've got to be kidding me. And i got to tell you, it, like, uh, what was it, mile, mile like, maybe like mile 90, and it totally downpoured right then at mile 90, big time. And I was like, I am not getting off this bike, it's just, so come on. You know, let me. Right. <laughs> it just would not work. And so, I don't know. I just... uh now, did you have I to go? In the,
1: did you have to go in the bushes?
0: Oh yeah. yeah, I totally went in the bushes. I have no like no qualms about that whatsoever. All and right. uh, some people were waiting for the rest, the um, water stops to go in like right. the portage on things, but there are always like so many big lines. I'm like oh, where's a tree?
1: Where's now know like, like, how someone? um. How much cover do you need? Are you do you, do, you care, do you care that much or do you, uh... yeah? Well,
0: you know when you have I can't believe I'm having this conversation. Um, with <laughs> it's not like you know I it's not like you just sort of oh god how I explain this um you don't you know, just like pants yourself and squat you know what I mean right. it's one of the you, you, they're very discreet ways where nobody can see what you're doing oh, okay. uh, without uh. All I the women out there know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and none of the men need to know what I'm talking about. So. <laughs> well, I, 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 a
1: lot of, I think a lot of the uh, women that I ran across just, just pulled on their pants and squatted.
0: No, you just don't go. You, no, then you got like full moon for everybody. Really? You, you just, yeah, no, you just pull your pants. So you go
1: off the God. side. God. Off to the side. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you pull the, off to the side of, the, of the road, I hope you're talking about. <laughs> no,
1: I mean like you pull your pants oh, off to the side. God. <laughs>
0: Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Yeah, you just, you know, stretch out your pants leg a little bit and uh get Got it out it. of the way. Got it. Uh, and uh there you go.
1: So these are important. We have a lot of newcomers. They're not going to know. <laughs>
0: <do. My> newcomers <laughs> until you are totally comfortable. And it, when you need to know, you'll figure it out. When you don't care anymore, you'll figure it out. Until then, yeah. wait to get the, to the porta potty. Pretty
1: much with any bodily function. After <laughs> after a while, you're you know you're You're like who cares? Uh, oh yeah, you have like no modesty. You yeah. Know, pretty
0: soon. You get through like T one I oh T one T two. It's like having kids. That is so true. After you have a kid, you have like no modesty whatsoever anymore. Right. So. Ladies of Hather who have had no children, Don't wait for the porta
1: potty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we to, What was I going to say? Well, my first marathon, I was just, um, I was just amazed that, first of all, the guys were just peeing right out in the open. I mean, there's no. Oh yeah, room, to, just you know, Oh yeah. This is like L.A. This is L.A. You know, streets, and so they just would sort of pull over, <laughs> you know, to the curb basically, and just start springing a leak, and then. Because there's no porta pies like in the first five miles or something, there there were women that would just go in and just, I mean, they're like right in the gutter, just like pee. It's like, what are you gonna do? So that was the first my first lesson on uh, on uh, bodily functions during endurance races.
0: <laughs> you know what's funny is I think people need to be told that they're gonna see that um, because surprisingly there are people who go out and like their very first. You know, they do like one triathlon, or not not even one. And their first triathlon is Ironman, or whatever. And um, so they have like no idea what to expect out there on the bike course. Or the, or the run course or whatever I think people need to be told guys if you do a triathlon and it's like your first one and it's a long one you gotta know that there are gonna be people who are just gonna whip things out right there and <laughs> just go and you can't you can't pay attention to this especially when you're on the bike because you go all over the road
1: Well, there's there's different levels of modesty too because there's some some guys that will just literally they'll just stop their bike at the side of the road and, and not even dismount on their bike and they'll just you know, <laughs> pee off to the side and then there's some that go like way back into the you know, woods and some that go halfway yeah. in between. So, it's um.
0: Yeah, I have to have at least you know a tree or something. <laughs> you know, I, I can't just go out in the field for God and everybody to see.
1: Well, don't uh, you can't. You can never do um, Iron Man Arizona because I think it's all you know. It's like a cactus ca- or something cactus somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I think a rattlesnake could come up and get you in, oh the, in the ass. Oh
5: my God!
1: It <laughs> would be a horrible way to DNF? Can you
0: imagine? Oh, rattlesnake white. <laughs> Oh, can you imagine?
1: I, I, I wanted to mention one thing: is if if um if you want to know kind of like what the spirit of a triathlon was, at least for for me, look at um, um Taconite Boys website. He did um he did a two part series on yeah. Man Florida. It's really good because it kind of gets the spirit of it, I, I think, and and uh, really takes you to kind of how special it is. So it's it's you can go to. Uh, I think it's Taconite Boy. You can go to my website, trygeekdreams.com, because I did it. But let me give him a plug uh-huh. real quick. Um, yeah. It is um, uh, The Adventures of Taconite Boy, T-A-C-O-N-I-T-E, boy.blogspot.com. Or you can get it through I either of our websites, I guess. And,
0: yeah, and I don't think people know, but taconite um, is actually the because uh, people I think are like, what the heck is taconite? That's a that's the um, raw form of iron.
1: It's the raw so form iron. of iron ore. Yeah, it's yeah. By a process of p- crushing, pulverizing, and firing, <laughs> it is refined to its full potential <laughs> as iron. There you go. So. Uh, that's just a little Very knowledge. clever. Keep,
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's on a post-it note on your computer monitor. He, he's going to do um,
1: Iron Man uh, Wisconsin with you.
0: Yes, he is. I'm very excited. Um, Try Mom's going to come out again. and They were such a huge help for me um, at the swim course. They were right there, totally pushing their way to the front so they could be up there. Try Mom gave me a big hug. And um, After I got out of the swim, uh, Ch- Pack and I Boy chased me down. They got my wetsuit off me, and I was completely delirious with being so excited and ran up (laughs) tried to go run up the helix without my wetsuit and um dropped my goggles and everything he chased me down he gave me back my goggles and i wound up forgetting my wetsuit and he chased me down again and gave me my uh wetsuit he's like all right i can't do this for you on the bike okay oh
3: my
2: god (laughs) so yeah they were awesome
0: they were a big help so thank you guys again for that looking forward to seeing you in in uh, september
1: um, okay, are we, we're ready to make a, uh, surprise a triathlete, are we, are we not? Yes, we
0: are. We're going to call, um, actually somebody that we were going to call last time, um, but we had so many things going on in the show that we didn't get it in, so this is, uh, coming to us, this, I'm going to read the letter first and then we're going to call them, um, they're big fans of this show and so they're really, um, going to be excited when we call it. but, um, this letter that we got is from Dave and, uh, he's from Boston and, uh, he says, Iron Roll Kahuna, thanks for organizing the New Year's Day Tri. It was a perfect way to cap the Christmas break and to launch into the new tri season. The event brought us all closer together as a family for fun, for a fun, healthy afternoon. Now, a full triathlon family, my wife, Marion, and my five-year-old daughter, Lindsay, completed their first triathlon, joining our seven-year-old daughter, Maddie, and me
2: as triathletes.
0: It was a blast. The kids are already talking about their next triathlon, one that they can do outside in the true swim-bike-run order. We did the swim last which is for logistic purposes. My kids were really for proud. For what, what kind of lo- purposes? Logistics. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Uh, okay. Um, the kids were really proud, especially little Lindsay, buoyed by her accomplishment, Lindsay continued to swim length length after length in the pool, insisting to be on her own lane for her Uh. last length. I know. For me, triathlon offers a physical and personal challenge, goals to attain and accomplish about which I can be proud. But on New Year's Day, seeing the swelling of self-esteem in the kids, I saw the best part of our sport. Thanks for being the inspiration. Dave, trying to balance in Boston. Um, oh. And uh, if you guys want to see pictures, um, he also says, P.S., you can see the pictures of us in the results section of the Get Your Geek on New Year's Day Try website. Uh, we're number 85. We're all in our through-the-wall t shirts Ah, oh, very cool. Oh. Very cool. So thank you, Dave, and we're about to call him, so you okay, want to fire this, it up? let's see if this works. This okay. will be a miracle if we can get it for a
1: time. <laughs> oh, I think it's doing it.
0: All right. Hello? Hi, is this Dave? It is. Hi, Dave. This is Iron Kahuna calling. How are you?
6: Hi, Iron Will I Kahuna. How are you guys? <laughs> We're doing good.
0: <laughs> doing good. We just read your New Year's Day try letter, and so we want to talk to you and uh, talk to all of your newly minted triathletes.
6: That's great. That's great. Well, uh, first of all, thanks for the uh, thanks for the try. It's a real honor to talk to you guys. Oh, it's of our course, pleasure. Of course, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Well, you know, I happen to have with me three of the family triathletes.
0: Oh, one right. Them,
6: one of them is actually at a swim meet. Our oh. Well, just,
0: just if there's her. going to be a place to be when, when our call comes and it can't be here with us, it's definitely a place, that's definitely the place to be. Yeah,
6: yeah. She'll be she'll be, still be bummed. She was actually the first triathlete in the family.
0: Oh. Now, this is not Lindsay, right? This is...
6: no. No, this is Maddie. She's seven. Maddie, that's right. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, now tell us um, the ages
0: of your kids again.
6: Um, Lindsay is five, and she's here, and Maddie is seven.
0: Oh, wow.
6: And Maddie very is the cool. first child. First she was very interested in. It. Lindsay was a little bit more reluctant, um, but boy, on, on New Year's Day, she was just thrilled. She was thrilled <laughs> we couldn't get her out of the pool. She kept, she kept, she kept doing her lengths. And in fact in the last one she wouldn't uh she wouldn't let me in the same lane with her. Uh, wow! She do it all myself. So, you know, and, and as I noted in the note, you know, it's really it's you know, one of the great things about our sports our sport is how it helps, you know, build confidence and, you know, really gives you something to excel at and achieve and you know, it's really great to see them on New Year's Day and they're both and especially Lindsay. Just thrilled to have completed something for themselves.
1: That's did, incredible. Does uh,
6: Lindsay want to chat? Does Lindsay want... Hey, Lindsay, do you want to chat with the Kahuna and Ironwell? Lindsay? <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay? Lindsay, they want to ask you about your triathlon, buddy. It's always dicey.
0: <laughs> Hi. Hi. Hi, Lindsay. Hi. Congratulations on your triathlon. Well, thank
6: you. Hey. Lindsay, do you want to tell the kahuna your favorite song? The kahuna? The kahuna song? Uh, kahuna, she, uh, she has the uh, the Madagascar um, CD, and on it is the Hawaii Five-O song. Oh, really? That's cool. She puts it on, and she says, it's the kahuna song. She, she and Maddie dance wildly to it. It's very funny. Uh, oh,
2: very cool.
6: Now, Dave, how did you get into triathlon? Well, you know, it, it's... <laughs> I took a, a kind of an odd route, but um, let, you know for the last several years, I've set fitness goals for myself, and last year actually, was the year I was going to get good at golf finally, and we were, we were on vacation in Santa Barbara, and I needed something to do while we were there, and, and I decided we were staying on the top of this monster hill. Um, it was scary to drive, let alone try and run. And so, so every day I would I would run down the hill and then try and run back. Right. And um, I'm not a runner at all, and it was only it was less than a mile, but the the elevation was just amazing. And so, so I said, you know, if I'm going to run, I can't run all the time because I'm not a runner. And so I started to think about triathlon because eight years ago I had set up a course for myself, and I'd done it because it just seemed like a great challenge, but I had never done it since. And then and and I don't think even Mary knows this story, but I was at work, and I was looking for an image on crashing. And, Iron Will, I came across your website and a picture of you after one of your fabled crashes. And, <laughs> oh, and, you know,
0: my bloody shoulder. <laughs> and,
6: and, that, and that solidified it for me. I said, you know, and then I started reading your blog, and I, I listened to the podcast, and I started getting into the business uh, blog as well. And I said, you know what, this is great. I'm going to do this.
3: Awesome.
1: uh,
6: I started last April. I started swimming. And I got to tell you that I was the guy who couldn't make it to the other side of the pool without huffing and puffing. And so, Uh (laughs) I, uh, you know, triathlon was just unnatural for me because I couldn't swim. (laughs) I hadn't even Mm -hmm. casually ridden a bike without a kid for, I don't know, seven years or so. And I was never a runner. (laughs) <laughs> and so I, just, I was, you know, so it was just natural. I was going to do. It. I was be a triathlete. And then as soon as, as soon as I decided to do it, then Maddie says, "Well, I'm going to do one too." Uh. Uh, and so she did one last August at uh, this little beach club near where we go in the summer. And uh, she had a ball. And she was, she was. There there were um, six kids in her age group, and she just she blew them away in the in the open water. Uh, and she was like two lengths ahead, and all the other kids realized that they could just run and be faster. So they Aww. went to the shallow water and ran.
3: <laughs> uh,
6: but she was the only one who actually finished the swim, but she was, she was awesome. And she had a great, great time. She just, uh, you know, she, she, uh, she didn't win, but she was the one with the biggest smile on her face when she crossed the finish line. Uh, oh, that's what it's
0: all about. Where do you
1: live,
6: Dave? Uh, we live just outside of Boston. Uh, okay. Where's your accent?
0: <laughs> they're, they're transplants.
6: <laughs> well, you know, and well, I know it's disappointing, but you know, I grew up in Cleveland. I have, I have no accent, of course,
3: uh-huh.
6: um, that area of the country. And unfortunately, Marion doesn't have an accent either. Although she can use wicked every once in a while, but that's as close as <laughs> she gets to an
0: accent. I think she's from California, maybe. Uh, She's gonna have to start saying sick and sweet, and, and then she could be from California.
1: Oh, you're very funny. Well, um, <laughs> and what's your what's your season look like this season?
6: Well, I have two a races this year. Um, again, I'm not a runner, so I have I want to run a half marathon. So Memorial Day weekend, I've got I'm um, got my eye on a on a half marathon that runs through Boston and and along the Charles River to Havid Yard. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, it goes past, uh, uh, I guess, actually, the Harvard Stadium, and then back to the uh, to the water. So that's, that's that. And then I want to do an Olympic distance this year. Oh, very good. Very cool. Very cool.
0: Now, tell us how your um, how long your wife's been doing triathlon.
6: Since um, January first this year, so twenty oh. days, <laughs> twenty one days.
0: Hi, Katrina. Hi, Ironwell. This is the wife. Hey. Hi, Marion. Well, we want to ask you a couple questions as, the, as a supportive spouse. What, is, what do you think about his training and everything? Where do you think this is going?
3: I think it's great. I, I I'm I have to say I've been a little shocked because, you know, we were both, <clears throat> when we first met each other and we got married, we used to judge our weekends by how many sports we could do. So oh, like wow. a good weekend day was if we could get six sports in, you know, whether it be rollerblading, oh. biking, or whatever. But we always, always said, we are not runners. We can't run. <laughs> run. And, you know, even when we had kids and they'd start to and they like, we'd say, you know, you just, you're not going to be a runner. She
4: <laughs> so just turned
3: into a runner, which is shocking.
1: Wow. But, um, Recessive gene. I guess so. I guess so. And, and how do you, are you going to do a triathlon this year?
3: I would like to, and I haven't really, um, I haven't really looked at what's available, although he did a sprint triathlon, which I think is probably the best for me. I, swimming and biking I feel really comfortable with. I was a swimmer, um, in high school and college, and, you know, like our honeymoon was a biking honeymoon. We biked across Italy. Oh. And I used to bike a ton, but since I've had kids, I haven't biked so much, and, uh, um, mm-hmm. but, you know, and I played a ton of sports that I would run in, but I, mentally, someone once described somebody who can run in sports but can't run as a mental midget for running, <laughs> and that is me.
0: Uh, well, so. Marian, i got to tell you, what if, what if, uh, I, you know that uh, triathlon is, is uh, more men than women, and, and your mom and a budding triathlete uh, but have yet to do your first triathlon what if we gave you a triathlete scholarship? Would that encourage you to uh, go pick one out and get one done this year?
3: <laughs> I, I, I have to say, it would, but I feel, um, you know, it's funny. As, as a high school kid and a college kid, I actually always thought I would do triathlons, and it just never happened. And But with Dave and you two, I guess I'll be doing one. Good. Awesome. Put <laughs> her on the spot.
1: <laughs> so that's a that's a commitment, correct?
3: That's a commitment.
1: All right, excellent. Um,
3: I, do I have to report the time?
1: Oh yeah. Uh, f- finish or non-finish. That's the only thing you need to do. <laughs> okay.
3: Sorry. I'll report my swim and bike time. <laughs> yeah,
1: you can walk the uh, you can walk the course if you want.
3: Yeah, but see, that's just not. <laughs> that's not okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not a runner either. I hate running, so. Um, that's good. Okay, you're in. All
3: right. <laughs> oh, thanks. And I have to say, we all enjoy listening to your podcast. We we have it in the car, and the kids are very familiar with you, and everybody. And I we tell everybody around town that they have to start listening,
6: <laughs> like a little cult. Well, your kids before we listen with the girls.
1: Your kids are gonna love this one because it's all about peeing out in the open. So yeah. a, lot, a lot of potty talk. <laughs>
6: Well, we we screen it for you know Mandy type moments, and, uh, make sure that we don't share those with the girls.
1: I gotta get Iron Will to uh, clean things up. She's <laughs> hey Will, are you there? Oh, I think I lost her. Oh, um, you lost? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll I'll f- go find her. And um, congratulations to you guys. And uh, Will, um, you need to give us an email about what what race you're gonna do. Okay.
3: Great. All right. Thanks. All Thanks. right. And
1: Iron
6: Will. Okay. Thank See, you. Uh, See ya. Congratulations on being Iron Kahuna.
1: Oh, thank you very much. It was it was great. It was like a it was a total dream. So
6: amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's was,
1: it was really good. All right, you guys, take care. All right,
0: All right you too.
3: Okay.
1: Bye bye. Okay, I got uh, Iron Will back. She just we had a little technical difficulty there.
0: Yeah, I'm like such an idiot. I hit mute on my recorder. So when you guys were talking, I'm like, I'm totally here. <laughs> so sorry, guys.
1: Boy, I love uh. I love that. They mute, rock, huh? I love that mute function for, for my shut wife. Up, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> or if I can control it with you, that'd be good, too. Oh. Uh, so oh. They're, they're very, very, uh, yeah, they're cute, cute family.
0: Well, yeah, and very uh, awesome. I love that their whole family is doing triathlons, so... Uh, very cool, and I, you know, ladies especially out there, you know, especially moms with kids and all that kind of thing. Just because you're a mom with kids, it doesn't mean that you can't, you know, do a triathlon too. Do something for you and uh, be a good example. And uh, if you've always kind of wanted to try a try, send us an email. Um, let us know um, that you've always wanted to, and uh, maybe some of the reasons, some of the reasons why, and um, apply for the triathlete scholarship. And uh, the next race could be paid for.
1: Yeah, it's very, very your, well. Your very first race, I
0: should say, because that's uh, for newbies. So
1: yeah, uh, all right. That was wonderful. Okay, so let's. Uh, how about um, do you wanna read that letter we got from the?
0: Uh, oh yeah, this we is, we got we an got amazing the, letter. We did, and um, yeah. Let me um, okay, I gotta find it here. If you get to it before I do, I gotta pull it up. Um. Go ahead and read it, but uh, yeah, we got. Uh, why don't you introduce that while I'm finding it? <laughs> <laughs> from the naval, from the navy guy on the boat. Yeah,
1: he's on he's on the um, SS Ronald Reagan aircraft carrier, I believe, and um, uh, I'm terrible. This is called vamping in the in the business, and, <laughs> and uh, I'm not the best at it. And
3: I found it. You're up next. Okay,
0: okay. Uh, okay you ready? Right. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Way to be prepared.
0: Oh, wrong. All right. Um, this comes to us from um, Lieutenant Spencer Baker. Uh, it says Aloha, Kuhn and Will from the Mid Atlantic Coast on board USS Theodore Roosevelt. Wrong president. Oh, buddy. sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a 36 year old. <laughs> I'm a, o- no,
1: only like 10 or 12 <laughs> presidents
0: off. Hey, you're only a, you're only a few decades <laughs> off there. So, okay, a couple generations. Um, All right, so I'm a 36-year-old naval officer, happy husband of 12 years, and proud father of three. My fine wife bought me an iPod for Christmas, knowing that I am a sucker for audiobooks and lectures as much as some good old heavy music. After stumbling through the initial setup of iTunes, I started looking for some podcasts to download and subscribe to. Get Your Geek On was my test run, and I downloaded every episode. Now the fun starts. I was immediately sucked into every aspect of the podcast. I even had episodes playing in the car on the way back from a recent family trip. My 7-year-old son was giggling out loud while listening to the downhill and dirty kahuna of last year's Xterra Adventure. It had not only been absolutely fantastic entertainment, but uh, but drew me me into the allure of the sport. I have been circling the edges of for years. I bike commuted 10 miles each way to my last job and did frequent... frequent I can't talk today and did frequent runs and swims as part of our exercise routine, Navy Command in Hawaii. I already had a pretty extensive routine of running and weightlifting, but I've been bitten by the bug and committed to a sprint try in April in Virginia Beach. While we are at sea for a few days, I decided that an Ironman would be a great breakthrough program to see what I'm made of, substitute running machine for the swim and split the routine up over four days. Um, I have now listened to every episode of the podcast and followed each of you through your highs and lows and been introduced to a group of virtual peers in a fantastic sport. It's so refreshing to recognize that the two of you are regular folks who have uh, who have to schedule all this training among family time, making a living, cooking meals, doing yard work, well, not the kahuna, et cetera. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you sharing all of yourselves and infecting the world with your wit, charm, and lust for life. Wow. It says, incidentally, I've listened to sports. Wow, listen to this. Incidentally, I've listened to sports podcasts by, prof- by both professional athletes and professional trainers, and not one is resident on my iPod as a subscription. Your work is head and shoulders above all others, and I appreciate your contribution. In an era of black journalism where every day seems to hold more bad news, I thrive knowing that occasionally I'm treated to a gust of fresh air and enthusiasm from my fellow struggling athletes. Hoo ya! Gotta oh, go. Oh my gosh. Very respectfully, Spencer L. Baker, Lieutenant. On the USS Theodore Roosevelt. Thank you, Lieutenant Baker. What an awesome letter.
1: Oh, totally awesome! And first, thank you for your your service. It's uh, yes, very much. You know, um, and um, wow, I don't know what to say. It's
0: uh. Yeah. See, this is why we do this because you get all geeked up hearing about um, all the different people from all the different places in the world and walks of life who um, listen in and um, just start a new. Road because uh, you know because of all of the support out there and um, it's kind of give you uh, the gives you the warm fuzzies I think how huh,
1: I'm full of the warm fuzzies you're full I of- <laughs> <laughs> got I gotta get you to clean up this podcast because there's a lot of um, children listening to it so. I know
0: apparently <laughs> there are a lot of Mandy moments we have a lot of Mandy moments <laughs> we
1: got <laughs> oh my God I'm looking I'm looking at the um, the uh, USS Theodore Roosevelt Holy oh, did cow. you Google it? Yeah,
0: geez. big old ship, huh? Big
1: ship. You
0: know the navy? Navy gets so aggravated <laughs> when when they uh, when people call their their ships boats.
1: It's not a boat. So
0: don't ever call it a boat.
1: But isn't a submarine called a boat?
0: I think so. I think that's what they. Uh, that's a, yeah. I think that they call. I don't know. Maybe. No Maybe clue. people no let clue. us know. <laughs> it's a submarine called a boat. I think it might be.
1: Yeah. Wow. This thing's amazing. Yeah. Big
0: aircraft carrier. Do you know how big that thing has to be to carry not just one but several different um, aircraft. Jeez.
1: You know what I think we should do is I think uh, we need to have a podcast from the USS uh, Theodore Roosevelt. There
3: you go. That's <laughs> the
0: thing. I think Lieutenant Baker could maybe see if he could pull some strings oh and uh, my get us aboard. God, what do you I'm think? So bitching. <laughs> That'd be cool. You'd have to drag me away from the rail. I'd be looking at the ocean. <laughs> or, you know what? All this fascination. I'd probably be puking my like guts out. Uh, sea sickness. That would suck. <laughs> to be out there. Would you go Ooh, up in the?
1: Um, would you go up in the? Uh, in a fighter plane? I totally would go up in the. F- well, you
0: know what though? Don't. <laughs> Uh, that is, unless you listen to episode twenty-five, where I go up in an airplane um, with a little uh, crop duster puddle jumper sort of situation with a uh, simply stew. He took us over the Ironman Wisconsin bike course, and I totally freak out like a little girl. Yeah, you couldn't handle so. that one. So, uh... <laughs> I don't know. I think we're gonna do it again this year. So hopefully, I'll uh, I've evolved. I've, I've gotten some um, I've gotten some wings or something. Maybe we'll see if I if I squeal <laughs> again like I did. So I don't know. I fighter jet though. Uh, I think I'd deal. They'll still go fast though.
1: It, it's uh, break the speed it, of sound. A sound you wouldn't hear me sque- scream. Maybe. You're almost guaranteed to throw up on that thing, man. It's just oh, crazy. Nice.
0: <laughs> From your extensive uh, fighter jet flying experience. No, well, I they always it. take
1: up um, smart ass. They. Um, <laughs> hey,
0: you know,
4: man! You
1: want oh it? yes, smart, but um, they um, they always. First of all, did you see Mandy's uh, video? By the way,
0: Mandy's going to be a professional triathlete in like six months. She had a
1: very cool video. Um,
0: Five? What did she finish her half at? Five thirty? Five and a half. Yeah. Five thirty-four. Oh, Mandy, you rock! Congratulations, by the way, on finishing your amazing triathlon.
1: And by the way, here's the difference between um, triathlons in the. She's from the Midwest, right? I'm trying to think where she's from. Yeah,
0: she's close by. And for everybody who doesn't know Mandy, Mandy's our youngest, I think, so far, um, listener. Seven? She's like 17, I think. So she yeah. writes in and lets us. Know. We were mortified because we cussed bad on the show one time. And,
1: and she was there. And our responsive
0: l- adult selves l- were lamenting.
1: And anyway, she's a she's a star in the making. And um, I think she won her age group the the first first half she did. And and uh, but the difference between a a s- the, the Midwestern um, triathlons, not the big ones, but just the regular ones, are, are so different than out in California, because California, you know, there's always thousands of people in the race, and so it's always, a you know, big a big deal, and, mm-hmm. and you look at her race, and it's like the start of the race, there's, you know, it's probably like 30 people in, in the the half Ironman, you know, um, so it's a wow. very, very different vibe.
0: Well, see, I don't know, because we have big, like, steelhead is, is ridiculously huge. Yeah, no, I'm not saying the
1: big ones, I'm, I'm not...
0: Oh, you mean the just, little. Just a little? Okay, yeah. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Not, uh, Even the little ones out there, you guys have an enormous amount of people.
1: We do. I mean, it's, there's, wow. there's always, there's always, I mean, at least, I mean, it's always, I would say, always over 500, but usually over a thousand. I think for there's just a just a lot of people out here. It's that's why. Oh my god! That's why I can't drive anywhere. Or, <laughs> um, and everything's sold out. But I, you know, I did get into. Um, we're so rambling, but we did get into. um it's called a. It's not a Escape from Alcatraz. It's a. It's a competing race. It's called Escape from the Rock, which is in uh, in June 3rd. So it's a swim from Alcatraz to San Francisco. It's a, a 15 mile. I think a 15 mile bike ride through San Francisco, and then um, then a 10 or I think a 10 mile run or something. It's it's pretty cool. So I signed up for that last night.
0: Very cool. Yeah. So you uh, do you have lots of. You gotta put up your race schedule again. Cause I, know. It, yeah. you I don't really fight. have
1: any race schedule. I, mean, I I have my old one. I I just put it I just put it on there. I got I got Wildflower and I got that one. That's about it. And then
0: oh wow,
1: I'll probably do one other <coughs> one at the end of the season. Um, I'm kind of hoping against hope to get into this lottery. It's it's a I know it's Nakona. a childish dream, but
0: uh, hey, you never know. Positive thinking.
1: You never know. So you
0: never know. Uh,
1: wow. Okay. Um, where are we now? I think it's time for Coach's uh, Corner. Coach's Corner. Yeah, yeah Coach's totally. Corner. All right, all right. So let's go to your Let's go to your coach and see what he's got in store for us.
0: All right, let's listen up.
5: All right,
2: we're here again with my coach, Mike Ritchie. How are you doing today, Mike? Hey, Aaron. Well, how are you? I'm doing great, thanks. Um, yeah. How are things going? They're going all right. They're going all right. Um, so far, so good. Uh, first weekend. So, um, for everybody listening, uh, Mike is level three USAT coach, and uh, today we're going to talk about our. Our uh, key workouts, I think, for the week, right?
5: Yeah, that's correct.
2: Yeah, I was um, Going Long is uh, one of my favorite books, and um, it basically the gist of that book is don't sweat the small stuff. Um, make sure you hit your three key workouts throughout the week, and you're going to be good to go. Um, so, Michael, uh, what would you kind of recommend? Let's maybe talk about the, the first one being the swim. What would be the, the key workout to hit for the swim? And um, basically, generally, if you agree with that whole philosophy or not. Well, Gordon
5: uh, Byrne who wrote the book is a, is a good friend of mine And Joe Friel I know as well And uh, I think that their philosophies cross over quite a bit And I can see why they wrote a book together It makes a lot of sense um, I think that there are definitely pieces of their philosophy that I use And there are things, that, there's nothing I disagree with But there are things I do a little bit differently But I think um, all in all it's a great resource for people And definitely you can get a lot of information out of it And I, I do think you need to take it in small chunks Because there's a lot of information in that book yeah. Um, you can get a little overwhelmed. If you, like, I've tried to read it in, you know, one or two sittings and just been like, holy cow. <laughs> you know, even uh, someone like me who, you know, may have a little bit of experience with this stuff, you read something like that and you're just like, wow, I, you know, there's a lot of things in there that you can take away from it and say, wow, well, this is great stuff. So, certainly there's good stuff in there. Um, in terms of swimming uh, key workouts, well, this time of year, you know, many of us are just getting back in the water and and that's fine. I think that uh, you know, a good thing to do is you know, a set up set a monthly goal. Say you know, want to swim whatever 12 times this month, or maybe it's only six times, two times a week, or you know, whatever, would be eight times or something like that.
3: Mm-hmm. And that's
5: cool. Um, but weekly, I think you know, you should probably do a drill session where you get in the pool, do a nice warm up, and do you know, I I like to do 50s. So I'll do like say eight 50s of drills, and say I'll do fingertip drag drill down and then swim back and then I'll do catch-up drill down and swim back and then I'll do oh, okay um, you know uh, one arm stroke down left and then right arm back and then I'll swim fist drill you know swim with my closed fists and just things like that. And then I'll I'll do those four drills, and then I'll rotate through them again. Okay. Now, to clarify for those um,
2: newbie folks who are
5: just getting in the
2: water for the first time ever, maybe, um, when you say you'll do your drill down and then swim going back, that means just do the drill for the first 25 and then just swim straight
5: the 25 back. Okay. I'm talking swim lingo here. Swim (laughs) lingo. No problem. So, yeah, so definitely that's one thing I do. And, I, you know, I typically swim about 300 yards every session anyway that's drill at least. So, um, But, you know, you do want to set aside one session a week where you just do the drills, and, then, and that would be your key workout. So it will be especially for a new person. Okay. Um, and, you know, you know, the important part of that is to have somebody look at your drills that knows what they're doing because um, you can do drills wrong, and if you're doing them wrong, it's really not helping you. So, Right. Uh, it's good to get somebody to watch the drill.
2: Okay. And that could be maybe a friend or um, yeah. even the swim instructor yeah. at the Y or something like that. Yeah. It doesn't have really, to be... You
5: know, say you see some guy that's from the next thing you see these a pretty good swimmer. You might say, hey, would you mind watching me do this? I mean, don't be shy. A lot of people are pretty friendly and especially during sports and are willing to help other people out.
2: Okay. Sounds good. Okay. So definitely need a drill um, workout for the swim. Um, any other key workouts for the week for the swim?
5: Um, I like to do an endurance workout. I really do. I like to get in the pool and swim, like, say, a 300 warm-up, and then maybe I'll swim uh, maybe, like, say, 300, and then I'll do a 100 drill, and then I'll repeat that for 45 minutes straight. So 300 swim, 100 drill, 300 swim, 100 drill. Okay. And at 300, I'll do, like, say, you know, like a tempo pace. Not easy, not hard, but kind of like in the middle somewhere um, where I'm working, and then I focus, and then maybe during that 300, I think about, you know, I'm not doing such and such. I'm not keeping my elbow high on my catch so let me work on that in my next 100 drill you know and then maybe it's my oh the next 300 my entry is not right well let me work on that on the next 100 drill and just kind of go through the list of things you know in terms of your stroke you know your finish your entry your catch
2: Okay, and we talked a lot about swimming last time. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, if, uh, if anybody wanted a little more information, maybe more specific on um, some swim info, like I think you even went through a whole week of swim workouts last time. Um, so, uh, may, or, uh, actually, of all workouts, so maybe they can listen to the last show and get some more details about that. Perfect.
5: So, um, okay, so let's move on to the bike then. Okay, so for the bike, a lot of people talk about base training this time of year. Um, I'm not a big fan of that. I don't think you need to spend um, hours on the trainer. I think oh, and we so love you for that. <laughs> I think I would rather, you know, watch grass grow because there's not one <laughs> thing in the world to do than spin on a bicycle looking at a wall. I mean, it's just, I mean, you can put all the DVDs you want in the, in the world, and I'm just, I'm not going to sit there for three hours. I'm sorry.
3: Yeah.
2: It's
5: never going to happen. <laughs> and uh, what I would rather see people do is get in there, do a good quality warm up, like you know, maybe 20 to 30 minutes. And, you know, during the warm-up, do some drills, do some one-leg drills, where they take unclip one foot and just spin with the right leg for 30 seconds and then put that, clip that foot back in and then spin with the other leg for, uh, you know, 30 seconds. You just keep going back and forth for five or ten minutes of that. And then do what I call spin-ups. And spin-ups are where you might go um, 100 RPMs for, like, say, maybe two or three minutes and then go to 110 RPMs for maybe two minutes and then maybe go to 120 RPMs per minute. And the first time you may not make it, you may only get to 115 RPM before you're bouncing off the seat too much, but if you do this week after week, eventually, you know, your pedal stroke will flatten or will uh, smooth out, and you'll... You'll be able to hold 120, then you'll be able to hold 125, 130, 135. It's, it's amazing how, how quickly the body can adapt to stuff like that. Okay. Now, also, again, thinking with the, with the newbie mind,
2: um, they're going to hear um, RPM and be like, uh, what? So if they don't have something computerized that can tell them um, exactly what their RPM is, last time you gave a pretty cool formula of uh, how to figure that out. Can you go through that again?
5: Sure. Uh, what you can do is just put your hand out, and every time your thigh hits your hand, you count, and you just do that for 10 seconds. Or you can do it for 6 seconds, actually, and multiply it by 10, and that will tell you how many times in a minute. So if you hold your hand above your knee, and every time your knee comes over and hits it, that would be 1, and then 2, and then 3. But it would have to be one side, so just count your right side, you know, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. And if you did that in 6 seconds times 10, you know your cadence is 60. Okay, and then so that number, what would be the, the RPM? How could they figure oh, that? Okay, so uh, put your hand out over your thigh, and as your thigh comes up to hit it, you count, and you, you count, and you look at your watch, and then you go, you do that for six seconds. And once you're done counting, how many times your knee has hit your hand, you multiply that times ten, and that'll give you your cadence or your RPMs for that minute. Okay, so like so, sixty. That would be so. Uh, that's that's your RPM. So when you're talking
2: about 110 and 120, mm-hmm. instead of it being, so we have to like double time it.
5: Oh yeah. So 100 would be 15 times. So 90 would be 15 times. And then uh, 100, I'd have to do the math on that. <laughs> well, Else do the math on no, that. If <laughs> <do> the <math. laughs>
2: they could do the math, <laughs> it's a okay. Friday. I'm playing dead. <laughs> we all are. Um, okay, so that's um, that's one for the bike. Are there any other key kind yeah, of? I think
5: you know that's one workout. Another workout, I think um, I, I think people should do some big gear s- spinning in terms of just uh, you know maybe doing a few 10 minute segments of just kind of like 60 RPM just to built the build power and strength. I don't I don't know that. Um, it's, it's not the time of year that you need to be doing LT work or, you know, where you're going race pace on the trainer. I think that doing some, you know, more strength stuff, like simulating doing a long, slow climb, like a, a three-mile climb or something like that for, you know, maybe you do that for 10, 12, 15 minutes. Do a couple of those with maybe like a two-minute rest in between, like where you're just spinning easy in between. But just give your body the sensation that you're climbing a hill. Um, one thing you can do is you can switch through all the gears from, you know, top to bottom. Uh, big ring and small ring and just do each gear for like a minute or two and just kind of go at a slow cadence and just kind of get used to um you know going up a hill in that cadence in that gear and you just get your body used to all the different gears a lot of us get so stuck in using one or two gears I, I just laugh when people are like oh do you have the new thing it's you know i got 10 gears in the back of my bike and i'm like well how many do you use, how many use three you know that's the funny thing and we keep putting more and more gears on our bike and it's I mean, I remember I you know my first bike was 16 speed or you know it was 14 speed actually, so it was seven gears in the back, and I still use the same three gears. You know, it hasn't really changed that much. I have more options. (laughs) It doesn't really change what gears I use. So, okay. But but a drill like that will get you to use all different gears, and you get in a situation where you get into a headwind or a slow climb. You know, you go to do it, and your body says, oh, I remember this. I, we did this this winter. I remember this. Okay. I can spin at 70 cadence for 10 minutes. That's so not a problem.
2: Okay. And you mentioned um, any LT work, and um, translation is lactic threshold, lactic threshold, which
5: basically means, um, you know, as hard as you can for as long lactic. as you can. I call it race pace, a little bit of rest. So okay. whatever you can hold for, say, you know, doing a Olympic a distance race, and that would be kind of a lactate threshold race. Okay. Gotcha. All right, so we've got
2: the swim, we've got the bike, and um, my all-time favorite, of course, uh, the run. <laughs> what? Know, the run is my favorite. <laughs> oh, I'm I a bike. I'm a bike girl. I got to tell you, the run is and just. I, I, I start off as a run, but you know, I don't know.
5: <laughs> just remember, the race always ends with the run. Yeah. Drama is always in the run. True. And when do we see people throw their hands up at the finish? On the run. <laughs> All about the run. <laughs> The most important things of the race. <laughs>
2: okay, so what are the three uh, or the two, rather? Uh, maybe there's more, but uh, the the key workouts for the run.
5: Every workout's key Yeah, workout. Every workout. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> okay, so um, a drill a drill session would be number one. Uh, that would be something like where you would go and warm up for 10, 12 minutes, and then do you know. Uh, some drills where you do, like, butt kicks where you run and, you know, try to kick your butt with your heels, um, run in place and, and raise your knees up really high. We call those, you know, uh, high knees. Um, another thing is, you know, crossovers where you're running. You cross over, you know, left to the front, left to the back, left, and then switch it over to the other side. So, right to the front, so you're kind of crossing over. Um, we call those grapevines or karaoke as well. Um, you can do... Uh, strides where you so say you, you pick like a 50 meter run and you run but you focus on just the right leg for 50 meters and the next time you focus on the left leg and just you know work on that push off um, and that would be one day and another day would be just get out there and run what we call a lactate reps and a lactate meaning you don't accumulate lactate but you're going Fast enough that if you maintain it, you would. So, okay. say we do thirty seconds. Like I know this week you had to do like six or eight times thirty seconds, right? Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah
5: you get them a little too hard. So, yeah, I'm kicking my butt want to right go now. much faster than say five k pace, and this time of year you can do them at ten k pace. And just, just all you want to do is change it up for your system and your body says, oh, okay, this is what it's like to go fast, and your body will learn to adapt to that pace. You know, so doing eight of those, um, you know, with a good rest, like walk back to the start or take a couple minutes and just kind of walk it out. Um, oh, you can walk? You can walk. Oh, man. <laughs> no wonder I'm dying here. Yeah. And then uh, the other key workout for the run would probably be something longer, you know. Uh, most of us, I think 90% of us can get outside this time of year. Even though we have about three feet of snow here in Colorado, I'm still running outside. So I don't think there's any excuse why you can't run outside. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a little slippery, but I'd rather run outside than be on a treadmill. But treadmill has its place, and I'm sure we'll talk about that at some point. But yeah. Um, but you can you know, go outside and do your long run with it being an hour, an hour and 15, an hour and 30, maybe it's only 45 minutes for some people. Um, you know, whatever. But just that that endurance run is really important because you, it's, you can't get outside this time of year and do a long ride, but a long run is definitely going to carry over. And for years and years and years, I've always run long in the winter and never really ride more than 90 minutes on my trainer. And then come spring, I can go outside and ride two, two and a half hours. And it's not because of my bike fitness, it's because of my run fitness. Right. But that's key. That's really key.
2: And I think that a lot of people don't realize that um, your, what you do in your swim, you know, you get your swim lungs and that helps your run. You know, you get your run legs, it helps your bike. Um, all these kinds of things all
5: work together. Absolutely. I, you know, I, I've been swimming lately and, you know, my arms have been giving out way before my lungs. And yeah, I haven't been swimming enough, and now I'm finally back in the pool again. Like today, you know, my lungs were fine. And I'm just like, you know, all the running I've done the last two months, it's really helped, and I'm, I'm just happy that I did it. Even though I'm not where I'm, I'd like to be. I think that uh, it, it's good that you can go out there and just, you know, get that long run in, and it'll it'll transfer over to to the swim or whatever. So.
2: Okay, sounds good. So it looks like um, basically, uh, to sum up, we've got uh, maybe a couple key workouts for each discipline. We've got um, maybe a drill-slash-speed session and then an endurance session. That's a little bit longer for each of the three. And as long as we hit those for each area, we're probably set for a race season.
5: I would say you'd be in good good position for success, and let's not leave leave out the core workouts as well because those help us as well. So I think I definitely would try to get in a couple core workouts a week as well.
2: Okay. So all right. Well, sounds good. I think uh, I think we're set then, at least for another week, until we can check back in with you.
5: Okay. We get to give some people some new ideas next month.
2: Sounds like a plan. Okay. Thanks a lot, Mike. Thanks, am Well. Okay. Bye
1: bye. I mean, well, I don't know how I ever. Uh Completed a race without a coach. This guy, is, this guy is <laughs> awesome.
0: I know he totally covers all the bases, and he's like, he's like the most down to earth guy. And I talk to him on the phone all the time, and he jokes around, and you know, you feel, you feel like he's just, you know, right down the street. So very, very fortunate situation I'm in to have a very cool coach like that. So.
1: And he really listens to you, right? When he, I mean, you've got a problem, and it's, it's, uh, individual, yes. it's, it's individual. What he's, yeah, eyes. he's not,
0: he's not like a big, you know, band aid blanket fix kind of guy at all, so when I was doing my whole stupid insomnia, counting calories, idiocy, he was like, well, you know, um, you got to make sure that you're eating and try this and try that, and he was very, um, he told me some stories about some other um, female triathletes that he's coached, and um, there are very... Many. Um, he said I think he said something crazy, like, you know, eight out of ten or nine out of ten or something of the female triathletes that he's coached has had some form of eating disorder at some point. Wow. Um, yeah. There's like a lot of lot of pressure. Because they've been athletes, you know, for a while and you know, maybe some coach in high school or something like that, uh, first introduced to them the concept of um, they needed to, to watch their weight, or they needed to, you know, do whatever to be faster and sort mm-hmm. of sort of thing. And so a lot of people, a lot of women, especially, come out. Uh, a lot of women, female athletes, come out with some stigmas with food, and it really, it's it's really a, a kind of a deep hole that if you fall into it, it's kind of hard to get out. And then you are never really out because there are always those pulls that kind of hook you back in, right. especially when you know life gets stressful or whatever. Because you can always count on the numbers, you know, you can always count on math. At least that was my situation, and mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, you never really completely cured, I don't think, but it's definitely something that's that you can get out of, and if you can continue to stay out of, and can be a good example for, for some other people who may be going through some things, but yeah, having a coach like him who understands that sort of thing, and um, a male coach especially, who's you know maybe not as sensitive, otherwise wouldn't maybe be as sensitive to female issues like mm-hmm. that, um, mm-hmm. you know, and I bet you something that uh, this sort of thing is... Is a male issue too? I bet a lot of male triathletes are are very um, meticulous with their diets and they always want to be lighter, especially the faster guys, especially some of the pros, maybe even. Um,
1: what are you saying? That doesn't include me.
0: <laughs> are you uh, are you a scale junkie? I
1: you know I don't I got to tell you when I got down to my um, Ironman weight I was so proud I was like you know it's like it's a very cool feeling now I'm and now I'm I'm not feeling very good about myself because I'm kind of Bloated out, so I mean that bloat, that bloated out, but you know, i I put on. I put on. Uh, you couldn't gain more than a few pounds. No, put on, the, on a, a I put on about ten pounds probably. Get probably. out of here That's since it.
0: November. Yeah,
1: come on. Um, same with Robo He did. The, I mean, he was down to. That guy was down to like no body fat, and he. Um, yeah,
0: I saw a picture of him. That was, <laughs> that was not at all a good situation for him. At oh no, no, no. don't ever let him lose that much weight again. Robo, uh, don't ever lose that much weight again. He
1: uh, he had like the full <laughs> six pack, and everything. it was very funny. Oh um, no, so he, he not, was
0: like prison camp skinny. He no, liked no, no. he
1: liked it though. He would not um put on a shirt um during the entire week for Florida, even though it was like thirty degrees. He wanted everybody to see his uh, six. That pack.
0: must have been like a crazy. What was that restaurant pick? Where he was just, like, emaciated looking. I was like, feed that Um, man. Jeez.
1: Yeah, that was right before we left. Um, God, he thought he looked hot. Oh, no. Didn't you tell (laughs) him? I
0: was like, God, get him a piece of cheesecake or something, for God's sake. Take care of that situation. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, no. All
1: right. Um, (laughs) I think... What do we have left? We just have your um, Twilight class uh, Yeah, I think
0: we covered um, all the bases. Oh, we do have to announce um, next week's show um, we are going to have Steve Bourne from Hammer Nutrition back. So, guys, if you have any nutrition questions, um, you, just in general, or about hammer products or that sort of thing, um, let us know, email us, and we will pass those along. When uh, we have him on the show, which will be pretty soon, so Kahuna, I hope you start writing down all of your questions. Does yeah, you know? I'm,
1: I'm going to. I'm, I actually, he totally fascinates me, and this whole nutrition thing. I mean, if if peeing on the bike is like the fourth <laughs> discipline of triathlon, then um, nutrition what? is the fifth <laughs> discipline of <triathlon.
4: laughs> Oh, I don't know, no. so, but it's it,
1: <laughs> it's so important, and it's and it's, there's nothing more miserable than if you screw up your nutrition, and. Right. Um, even like for small rates, I mean that, that doesn't mean you're gonna you know, in a sprint you're gonna necessarily eat during it, but it's what you eat right. before and you know, how you how you do it after hydrate. And, and hydrate, you know, all that stuff. And it's just mm-hmm.
0: um all that timing.
1: Oh, it's just miserable if you if you screw it up and uh so right. anyway, I'm I'm just I just cannot learn enough about it. So that's something to look forward to.
0: Yeah, very much. So send us either questions to uh, trygeekdreams at yahoo.com or will at throughth3wall.com, and uh, we will make sure we read those to him when we talk to him uh, next week. So, we, a couple, uh, week, couple, weeks, couple I guess, weeks,
1: I guess, every other
0: just, week. Yeah, because you've got um, to... I'm going to go to Temecula.
1: you get to see the ocean.
0: I know. Hopefully I won't uh, be diving into it at an ungodly rate of speed. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and you know what this show is going to come out as a matter of fact um, the Friday that I'm flying so you guys when you're listening to this right now think happy thoughts for me up in the sky because I'm going to be white knuckle in it little prayer for so, uh, little, little prayer, prayer for, for Iron Will
1: you have a great time um, <laughs> yeah
0: I'm excited so alright all right, so get those questions in and uh, I think now where are we
1: we're going to go to the tri-life lesson
0: oh uh, well, we're there already well, okay.
1: let's, uh, let's, let's be quiet and listen okay
2: I think it's context. I train and race for context. For a long time, I didn't have a simple answer for when anyone would ask me exasperatedly, Why do you do this? I'd have some long-winded, trying-to-figure-it-out-while-I'd ramble response. A bit about endurance and potential, and more still about transcending boundaries and conquering demons. And these are all aspects, but not the reason. Not really i talk and talk and think that I'd answered, that I'd gotten it all figured out, but I hadn't completely. Not really. Now, I don't know what exactly this means. Maybe I'm figuring it out after all, because lately I've been learning that if I'm just still a while, it comes. Last night, I tossed and turned for some reasons and finally decided that the only one I need is context. For that which I don't understand, for that which I grow impatient and lament in life, I find the template in training and racing. Context and this is why it's all-consuming and so damn important this is why it's not just a hobby and thus consistently leaks outside the confines of that definition during the months of april through november this is why it has and i'm not saying that it's right only that if you can understand this is why it has so you see i've learned to accept what i can't change and i've learned to adapt for the weather is the weather and the flat is a flat and there's nothing but wasted energy and whining The bills are the bills, and the boss is the boss, and I won't change a thing by complaining. Instead, I think of simple known things and find comfort in focusing. Now, what's the best way to get myself home today? I've learned to let the little things go, because together they add up to be weighty, and with them I'd never be able to go the distance. I've learned in my quest to be superhuman that I'm but human, and this is better, because I can finally accept who I am instead of constantly striving for some monolith accomplishment to define me. I used to before I had the audacity beaten out of me by miles and miles of sun-soaked road and hours upon hours of learning to breathe in this new world. There are no choices after a time, but forgiveness and humility. Lessons and consolations, sacrifices and strategies. They're all interchangeable parallels. So, forgive me, I'm sorry. I never meant to let it be so consuming. It's just that there between the tapes I find my answers. And in all the struggles of preparing, I find that I'm actually quite free. I've actually no real need to worry for there are so many out there so much less fortunate. And I'm lucky. I can appreciate the smallest favor of things now that there's perspective and context and direction and meaning. And this is why it's not so simply a hobby but a journey. You see?
1: All right, Will. A-plus this week.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you. You get nothing but
1: A-pluses on that.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, some days it uh, some days it works. Some days I got to fight for it, but uh, <laughs> hopefully it makes sense to well, yeah. so, uh, some other people out
1: Never know. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, we've reached the end of our show. It a great show. It was packed. I with think stuff. so.
0: I think so. We covered a lot of things and uh, didn't screw up too much. So
1: uh, I don't think we had. I think we had one or two little bloopers at the end. And so if you listen to the bloopers, there's not going to be hardly anything unless you screw up on the. Um, all, all the sponsorship <laughs> stuff, which is your, your Like I, I always do, yeah. So, <laughs> this is, I'm going to put you in a game situation with a little pressure on you to see how All right.
0: right. I'll be able to perform. Here we go. Get Your Geek On is sponsored by BMC Bikes, Cyclops Power, Zip Speed Weaponry, 2 Times U Human Performance Multiplied, Noon Active Hydration, D3 Multisport, Colorado Multisport, Shoe Wallet, Nefsa, and Hammer Nutrition. Get Your Geek On is also affiliated with Team Race Athlete. For comments, suggestions, or sponsorship inquiries, or to submit a soundbite for the show, visit the sidebar of trigeekdreams.com or through th3wall.com for more information. Get Your Geek On is a production of Iron Geek New Media.
1: If you want to make a contribution to our tri-scholarship or to help sponsor our show, you can uh, hit the PayPal button on either of our websites and uh, make that contribution. We would sure appreciate it.
0: And if you'd like a token of the Get Your Geek On show, visit getyourgeekon.spreadshirt.com for authentic logo apparel. And if you order before the end of the month, the 31st, shipping is free. Cool.
1: Now, it, you did pretty good there. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> now it's time for Moments We Failed Under Pressure. Uh, let's let's be quiet and listen. Okay.
0: Now I'm gonna have to do something obnoxious like have a big rock heavy metal phone.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> I teach English, I speak three languages, I can't pronounce the word
1: yeah.
0: I can't say that stupid word. I'm gonna cut that part. What is it? Malolium. I can't say it. I don't know. No other words or anything do I ever transpose? But I transpose like the N and the L, and it's like Nololium. And I know that's not right, and it sounds stupid. And I just I, I, I can't make my mouth. Okay, in. are you ready? Yeah. La. La. Nol.
1: Nol.
0: No. Lee. Lee. Um. Um. Nololium. on. <laughs> All
1: right. This is. Uh,
0: yeah, do it. Do it again. Do it again. Uh, uh la. L- la. No. No.
1: Like a, you know. A la, no. La, 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 no. No.
0: La, no. E. e. Um. E. um. Oh, say the first part again. La. Ooh. La. La. <laughs> la. No. <laughs> la. No. La. No. La. No. La. i no. La. No. La. oh La. No.
1: La. No. <laughs> la, no.
0: <laughs> L- 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 there. See, anything is possible. Anything is possible.